Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PHLY Eagles postgame show. Bo Wolf and Jamie Lynch after the most impressive performance of the season by the Eagles, a 31-17 win at home on Kelly Green night, a game that uh, was up and down. The Dolphins tied this game up on a, on a brutal pick six by Jalen Hurts, but after that, the decision time for Nick Sirianni, Jamie, they've got fourth and one from within their own 30-yard line, and it looks like they're going to punt. Sirianni calls timeout, listens to the crowd that's booing. They want <laughs> they're going, tush, push, tush, push, tush, push. <laughs> he goes for it, and that was pretty much the ball game. Yeah, I think that decision right there was, you know, the story of the ball game because, you know, last week you saw them kind of do something stupid. Um well, maybe Jalen just should have eaten the ball there. But if you punt and play kind of just defense, chances are Zach Wilson's not going down the field to kill you. So I don't want to say they learned from last week but because they're kind of different situations. But he decided to put his foot on the throat and go for it from his own 25 and then did it again at the, what, like 37 or something like that. Um, that was pretty awesome. I mean – his initial gut said, no, punt the ball, play it safe. Still only a one-score game. Booing works. Booing and bullying works. And he, he decided to go for it. It's the story of the game. It was it was incredible. As an Eagles fan, I mean, to see that confidence from your coach go out there and go, there's nobody in the world that's going to stop us from getting a yard or two. Go for it. Yes, I think it's another testament to uh, the, the power of winning on, on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I think that the defensive performance and maybe Oof. like now we can say for sure that that Sean Desai has a plan uh, and is is very much for real for this Eagles defense. We can talk about that. We're going to talk about Jalen Hurts still needing to protect the ball a little bit. A.J. Brown outclassing wow. Tyreek Hill in this game. Ten catches for 137 yards and a touchdown. We're going to hear from Zach Berman in a little bit who is there at uh, the uh, the link. He's going to talk to Nick Sirianni, find out what the guys in the locker room say. But I think um, if, if you don't mind, Jamie, let's let's start just in general with the defense because the Dolphins came in here, the best defense in football. We said in the in the kickoff show, if they held them under 30 points, that would be a win. I mean, the Dolphins offense scored 10 points in this game. They scored seven points on a pick six. Now we could argue about the the karmic payback of that on maybe whether that should have been a penalty on James Bradbury on the play before. But uh, it would have the universe balanced itself there. It did. And that's fine. I mean, uh, in this game, Tyreek Hill, 
11 catches for 88 yards on touchdown, dropped at least one other touchdown pass, but they completely shut down the Dolphins running game, which was very good coming into the game. Raheem Mostert, nine carries for 45 yards. Salvan Ahmed, two carries for three yards, 201 for negative three. And it was like any time they handed off the ball, it was a big win for the Eagles. I think you saw lots of pre-snap confusion that, that affected Tua a little bit. Uh, and I think you saw real, you know, we sort of made fun of, of Sean Desai in his introductory press conference for, uh, I want to be palpable. Like I want the defense to feel, I want the, the, the crowd to feel the power and, and violence of our defense. That's sort of what they were like tonight. And the plays that they give up, they gave up were ones where they were just sort of out talented. Like, okay, maybe Terrell Edmonds shouldn't be the guy asked to cover uh, James yeah. Tyreek Hill over James Bradbury. But like, I am, I am blown away by the defensive performance that, that Sean Desai led. Yeah. I think, um, you know, a couple things, the defensive line is, is phenomenal. And I think they did about as good of a job against Tua as you can possibly do. Uh, you know, Chris Collinsworth, and we'll get to him later, uh, wouldn't shut up about, you know, he's throwing to a point, you know, he's, he's, he's not throwing, you know, where the receiver is. He's just putting his foot back and letting it go. And, and this was a win for the dolphins. (laughs) What the hell was that? Uh, Chris Collinsworth, not uh, doing himself any favors, uh, on the Philadelphia area timelines tonight. Uh, but yeah, like the, the defense, and I guess you got to give Sean the side credit for it, did a phenomenal job at covering, like that's a win versus Tyreek Hill. That's about like as good, as, as good a ch- job you can do versus him. Jalen Waddell, I know he came up lame and limp at one point, but he was pretty much a non-factor even before he went out hurt. Um, so Sean Desai and that secondary were great. Uh, I really think... Hassan Reddick and Jalen Carter were like, and Josh Sweat too. I would and Josh Sweat, yeah, yeah. Um, and even Jordan Davis too. Like the the, the yeah. starting off, you know, minus Fletcher Reddick Cox was unbelievable in this game. He was everywhere. Yeah, and Jalen Carter, you know, we saw it on that uh, the one play where the guy Khalif Wyatt ended up getting hurt. Uh, he just disrupts and breaks pockets like nonstop. Yeah, he just breaks he breaks people. Uh, yeah, he really does. So I, I thought the defensive line like really helped the secondary out tremendously tonight. Even though they didn't hit him a ton, they made his life pretty annoying. I think that's right. And you know, it was the first Dolphins drive of the game. Jalen Carter sort of breaks Isaiah Wynn in half. And oh, that, man, means I said why, yeah. that, that means that throughout the rest of the game, they got backups yeah. at all three interior offensive line positions. And it was a huge factor in the game. And then on the outside where they want to run the ball, Hassan Reddick, who is not known as a run defender, right? He's a little bit slight for an edge player, is is dominant. He had like two ferocious tackles yeah. for loss in the first two drives of the game. Josh Sweat, who is a great run defender, did a good job on the other side. And that and it was sort of like Mike McDaniel was a little bit slow to abandon the run and try to throw the ball when when I think he probably could have sooner. Yeah. But like those guys up front, it's it is like the same story that we always tell about the Eagles, but that's that's where they won this game on defense. Yeah, Fletcher Cox looked great. I don't want to make too much of Jalen Carter, but I this dude is an absolute force. Like I think I don't want to put you know last week solely on missing him and this week solely on getting him back, but I do think there's a large degree of he makes that thing work because he he's basically taking over the Javon Hargrave role. Uh, the disruptor, you know, the D tackle that can get to the quarterback while also being better against the run. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. 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 And when you looked at the defensive line last week, you know, Reddick was, was pretty good again. 
but it was kind of quiet the rest of the day. I really think Jalen Carter gets a lot of credit for how good the defensive line played. A hundred percent. And how often do you say that about a rookie that's played in his what sixth game? Cause he missed one. Yeah. It's wild how it's good crazy. this kid is. And from the Desai vantage point, I think it's it's Cheers, Birds fans. There you go. Uh, it's hard to overstate that like he's working in this game with again, this is the seventh different starting combination he's had in seven games. The guys who were playing on the field for him tonight were Sidney Brown making his first start at safety. Which, by the way, I didn't hear his name call, which is a good thing. Yeah, it was okay. It seemed yeah. like in this, you know, it's hard to tell on TV copy yeah, for, sure. for safety. Absolutely. Terrell Edmonds, who uh, struggles and struggled again tonight. Uh, Zach Cunningham and N'Kobe Dean and Nicholas Morrow rotating in the middle. The, the slot corners tonight were Josiah Scott, who was on the Steelers practice Wild. squad and was an afterthought in, summer, in the summer. And Eli Ricks, who hadn't played the slot until a couple weeks ago. Uh, James Bradbury, who's getting cooked a little bit tonight, but you know Tyreek Hill is super fast. But those guys in the middle of the defense still decide. Like we wanted to see, we talked about on the kickoff show that that confusion, like the the muddying the reads for Tua. And you see, you know, you see Brandon Graham dropping. You see, uh, you see Hassan Reddick dropping. You see like Jalen Carter making a play all the way down the field. It's uh, it was impressive, and I think it's like maybe the the biggest piece of uh significant optimism for the Eagles fans in the macro sense that it looks like Sean Desai against really good quarterbacks and really good offenses which was a, a, a problem with the last defensive oh, coordinator yeah. is going to have a plan I mean you know just comparing the two you're absolutely right uh, Jonathan Gannon what was it there was like six straight games uh, where co- quarterbacks were completing, right, and it's like, just that static defense. We, yeah, you know, we, we dare and you give them that underneath the stuff yeah. and live and die by it. But you know, I remember Justin Herbert completed like something like eighty-two percent of his passes or something, uh, and it was just while well, Jonathan Gannon got success. Uh, I put that in quotes because he didn't get the ultimate success because he absolutely sucked in the Super Bowl. Uh, don't get me started, but. You know, like Sean Desai has really kind of shown you now in seven games that he doesn't make life easy for any quarterback. And he's done it in a couple different ways. He's been really impressive. I know Zach put out a tweet that his stock is soaring high. He's absolutely right. Zach loves the stock. Okay. He's, he's all I'm a big stock. stock up, stock down guy. And I think, he, you know, he's right that the stock is up. It, it, it would have been a time to... If only he had said bye before this game, sure. then he would have really yeah. been able to cash in on the profits. Yeah, this could be kind of the game that sways the market. Mm-hmm. You know, like people now might go, "Oh, that's a little too expensive of a stock. I'm going to wait this one out and wait till he comes back to reality. Exactly. Uh, but if you had gotten in before this game, that's that's some good value. Well, if you want to drive the stock down, the, <laughs> the thing that we can say is it, they did give up several big lo- third and long conversions in this game. Yeah, the one third and 12 late was like way too easy. But yes, and I'll then there were the that. two in the first half when they were up. 17-3, and it seems like they're going to get the ball back. And it's like, a, I think, an 18-yard, a third and 18 when, when Tua uh, completes that pass over Darius Slay. And then the touchdown to Tyree Kill was on a third and long. So that's sure. the one thing that I'm yeah. sure that they would like to get cleaned up. But, I mean, you, you can't really complain about giving up 17 points and 10 points uh, to the offense. No, like, not oh, to that the offense. The best offensive football coming in. Yeah. Um, I, I really have no complaints on the defensive side of the ball. Even I tweeted, you know, what's Edmonds doing there, but it's more of a credit to Tyreek Hill. I mean, he has to play that in case he does a post route or an undercut or something. Edmonds has to be able to jump that too. So it's like, 
it's like a near impossible job covering that guy. So outside of that one play, which was a beautiful play uh, by Tua and, and Tyree Kill, really not a whole lot else to complain about. You know, Mike McDaniel and his offense kind of looked like they were stymied a little bit. Like they didn't have that, I don't know, creative kind of like, you know, nation behind them jazz that they did come well, into they got this like game. the behind the back pass. That was pretty. Was just a run for three yards. Like, yeah. You know, that's nice, but. DeAndre Swift got three yards on a play he should have gotten negative one on. So same result, just less pretty. Now, there were a couple like uh, thing flag situations you could ask for. We talked about the Bradbury one that that led to the pick six. So, you know, there's the karma. Darius Slay interception. Nice play by Darius Slay. I think Dolphins fans would probably make the case that Zach Cunningham could have been called for PI on that one. Yeah. Um, I think if Slay doesn't intercept that. I think that's going to be a Cunningham P.I. I think that's probably right. I think Slay negated yeah. the penalty because he kind of took the ball out of the play. And I think the ref was just waiting because Cunningham hadn't turned his head around, right. which is a stone-cold P.I. And he was just day. totally beat. Yeah. And, um, you know. Anytime one team has 10 penalties and the other has zero, you got to be like, was that exactly what happened <laughs> on the field? But <laughs> That is uh, quite lopsided. I thought Slay um, was pretty great. You know, he's not Slay of, you know, two, three years ago, but there was a couple plays. Well, he looked really good, and his presence last week was missed. There is a uh, a willingness to be physical yeah. with Slay that, that was not necessarily the book on him coming in. And I think that's part of what's impressive about this defense right now and what was impressive tonight was that, like, the, the plan seemed really interesting. Uh, like, they, 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 they had an idea going in what they were going to do. But also, like you really saw the players rallying to the ball. And that's sure. like, a, you know, that's a, you know, Delco dad cliche, like we got to rally to the ball, right? But yeah. it's true. And, 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 you know, every you can see that on TV. Like when Jalen Carter is, is getting in on a play 35 yards downfield and, you know, Terrell Edmonds is coming in from the other side of the screen, like, you know that that's the case. And so the only times when they were beat tonight was when it was like, okay, it's Tyreek Hill against somebody who has no chance against him. There's nothing you can do about that. The guys have, have, have sort of bought in. And so that in conjunction with whatever Desai is cooking up, I think is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they got a little bit of the Phillies uh, locker room vibes going on where, you know, they genuinely love going to work and being there for one another, because I think that extra like level of, you know, Terrell Edmonds coming across right. and getting in on it. Like, you, you know, that this week was very much like, they're they're coming in. And they think they're the best team in oh, the world. Absolutely. Like this, they think they're the best offense. Everybody's talking about they're going to score thirty five points. Bo Wolf says they're going to win by fourteen <laughs> points. Like, let's go show them what they what they don't know. Yeah, I, I do think uh, you know bulletin board material came up this week. I kind of said Garrett Stubbs, just just keep your mouth shut while you're giving the other team bulletin board. And a lot of people on Twitter. So there was that whole bulletin board discussion. Uh, it do, does it matter? Does it not matter? I, I think it's real. You know, like you're talking about the best of the best in the world at what they do. If you give them in a centimeter of motivation, some guys can translate that. Look at Bryce Harper. You know what I mean? Like some guys can translate that to play on the field. And if if the Eagles felt like the world was talking about the Dolphins and and Tyreek Hill is going to go for 220 yards and three touchdowns, you know, they could have you know internalized that as some extra motivation for this week. I think that's fair. Now, as we turn our attention to uh, the winter that's coming, gear up for the season ahead with quality shades built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. 
Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and world-class optics for all outdoor activities. And if you're into winter sports, their quick-swap snow lenses switch easily from full sun to low light. Don't let changing light conditions slow you down on the slopes when all you need is Shady Rays snow goggles. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is, nuts. is backed by a lost or broken replacements. That's that's it. Everything. Shady Rays, you're wild. It's all you're wild for this one, but it's awesome. It's like asking Brandon Graham to drop in coverage. It's, <laughs> it's wild, but it works sometimes. As a guy that breaks and loses sunglasses on the regular, uh, I really appreciate Shady Rays. My thing has always model. been if it's a nice pair of sunglasses, I will lose it for sure. Uh-huh. If it's Guaranteed. a pair of like $10 sunglasses. You'll have them for 12 years. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. just sitting there. Well, Shady Rays cuts in the middle, and you don't have to worry about it. So, if you don't love your Shady Rays exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days, there's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back with personal and fast support exclusively for our listeners. On top of all that protection, Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHLY for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Damn. Um, Jay is roasting me in the comment section. Jesus, Jay, I'm sitting right <laughs> here, man. He says it's really nice of Bo to always invite the homeless guy in to bring his laptop and dress him up in Philly gear and let him speak his mind. I, I You know, I've been called a lot of things on the Internet. I don't think homeless guy is ever one of them. I mean, I feel like he would have. Probably sold the laptop. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point. Why would I have this MacBook Air if I was homeless? Right? <laughs> if you were God in the market Jay. for some food, <laughs> by chance, Hero Bread might come in handy. Yeah. Uh, we had some Hero Bread out. It went quick. It went very quick. Yeah, it went very quick. I didn't even, it went so quick that I didn't get to have any. So I didn't I'm either. I'm looking forward to getting some eventually. But uh, the things that make Hero Bread the right bread for you. The taste and texture, this bread is soft, fluffy, and delicious. Its primary nutritional interest, high fiber and or ultra low net carbs and zero grams of sugar per slice. The discount code for first purchase, P-H-L-Y, for 10% off at Hero.com. I'm sorry, Jamie. This I'm is, Drew this, Carey this, now? This, I'm Drew Carey. <laughs> this is like night of insults I've never had before. <laughs> the Eagles won, people. Back off of me. I, I, th- I thought a pair of joggers and an Eagles hoodie and a Phillies cat he was fine. Yeah, he wanted to put on the old school logo. <laughs> Drew Carey. Never heard that one before. Cleveland does, in fact, not yeah. rock. Uh, right now, Hero Bread is offering the PHLY fam 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co and use our code PHLY to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% off today. Man. All right. I'm going to cry myself to sleep Back on to my business. big pillow tonight. Well, I mean, you got you're, you are like the hardest working man <laughs> we've got. You, you're, you're, the the whole thing problem. is because you both basically sleep here. Yes, I do live here now at the PHLY studios. <laughs> but you are happy that we've, you've got a, a 5 o'clock game tomorrow. Yeah, thank you, Texas Rangers. Um, and, and a lot of people in the Twitter comments were like, well, you're, you're going to stay up and watch the ALCS. Yes, I probably will. But that's one of those situations where, like, if I find, fall, find myself fading, I'm just going to go to sure. sleep. And I'll catch up on that in the morning. 
To be um, fair, it, we're we're a little bit equal opportunity because people are, I think, rightly ro- roasting this shirt <laughs> that I'm wearing. And I explained it on the kickoff show. I was trying to wear something in my closet that was a little bit Kelly Green-ish color. It's not coming off that way. It's a little boxy. I don't think I've worn this shirt in over five years. Yeah. I agree. It's yeah. not a good shirt. Roast away. You're not going to see it again. You, you, and, know, you and miss 100% Andy, of the shots. You Andy Reid's mustache. Uh, fle- he said, I'm flexing with my big pillow. That's a line from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Big head. But yeah, big pillow. Yeah, but he's going to go cry himself to sleep <laughs> on his big pillow. Man. Tyler's losing it in the back. This is good. This is good stuff. <laughs> I know they're with love. I love you guys, too. Um, okay. I can laugh at myself, certainly. I just never thought I'd look like a homeless guy. God let's, damn. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the offense. Uh, because uh, A.J. Brown is good at football. A.J. Brown is good, and he left in the middle of this game at, at one point um, to be, be evaluated for an injury. What did you make the Jalen Hurts of it all in this game? There's a point when uh, he's scrambling and he, he runs to the left sideline, and he's definitely gimpy there um, and is hobbling, and it sounds like he came out of the locker room after halftime with a, with a knee brace on. Um, two more crucial turnovers in this game for him. Now, you could say that the, the pick six was a little bit fluky, but he probably shouldn't be throwing that ball. No, he shouldn't have with. been. That was a blitz, uh, a corner, a slot cornerback blitz there. Right in his face. Right in his face. You should be able to see that one coming. The sack was even worse, I thought. I mean, you, 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 he sees the pressure there. You cannot give that ball up. Um, however, he also has that really nice pass to A.J. Brown in the face of a, wow. uh, a would-be sack from, Kevin, or from Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, a few other nice passes to, Which can't be a real to name, A.J. Van Brown Ginkle. and Goddard. You know what it felt like that that Van Ginkle one? I mean, it is a very funny name, um, and it of course reminds of the uh, the famous text. Was the Gink there? Um, was the Gink there? Was was Van Ginkle there? Um, there was earlier in the in the game. There was the Christian Wilkins uh, roughing the passer, which was complete garbage. Which was not a yeah. Which was like a, I hate a very tick attack one. It was almost like Van Ginkle didn't want to hit him as hard as he could have on that play. And so Hurts got a little bit lucky. He tried to kind of wrap yeah. and roll. Yeah, he didn't, at, he didn't just drop his head. Because when the, t- the camera cut right at like the point of impact, and I was like, oh. And, and then they showed worse. the replay, and yeah. I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. That turned out to be a great soft, throw and an unbelievable catch. By, yeah, by the new Brown. soft woke NFL. You can't hit the quarterback anymore. Well, that um, has been the uh, like the push and pull of Jalen Hurts this year. He's he's been uh, turning the ball over much more. Sure, but he's actually kind of getting the roughing the passer calls he doesn't deserve that he probably did deserve last year. And I think probably not a good trade off, but it's yeah. Something. And to that, you know, getting the roughing the passer calls. I wonder if part of that is because he's standing in the face of so many defenders and taking interesting. Like he he's putting them on the line a lot this year, way more than I remember last year. Um, you know, that's just sure. gut reaction. Or maybe it's like a Goodell thing where you have to get paid first. You have to be a, a big money quarterback before you maybe. get the calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just phone it into the refs as right. soon as the contract. Just like signed. they're trying to do on the on the tush push. Yeah, right? yeah. Like <laughs> when that, the, when the left guard was not. Yeah, what was that call? Shout out to Terry McCauley for calling it like he sees it. Short and sweet, Terry McCauley. He gets it. Um, But that throw was a great catch by A.J. Brown, obviously. But that throw was really impressive. Really impressive. Yeah, I mean, the fumble, kind of similar to the Super Bowl, where he's trying to step up in the the pocket while looking downfield and just kind of misses an arm coming in. Those I guess I can live with. It was The the interception was the one that was like, ah, dude, that could have... That could have been avoided. Yeah, I mean, like the odds of that ball deflecting like it did yeah. are like astronomical. Sure, but he just he shouldn't be throwing that ball at the beginning. No, not not really at all. He should. That's one he should have kept 
and run with, but easy for me to say on, you know, hindsight being 2020. Um, so that, that first drive, they go right down the field. Really nice drive. And then all of a sudden, it's like this same ugly red zone offense that we've seen all season long. What the hell was that possession? Uh, 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 Jalen Hurts run, which he looks gimpy on. Then you got to get that Kenny Gainwell handoff. Every time you get you the red zone, to. you got to give Kenny Gainwell the ball. And shout out to Brian Johnson's soul for finally being released <laughs> yeah. from the devil. And then they finally got that. Kenny yeah, they got him at the end of the they season. It's like he could finally breathe and move on with the rest of his life. Uh, and then they go another another quarterback draw was like, OK, here we go again. And a game in which you thought they were going to just need touchdowns and not field goals. Uh, they did eventually figure some things out in the red zone. Uh, the really nice tight end screen on the touchdown to Dallas Goddard where Jordan Mylana is blocking out. In front. That was a beautiful, play. that was really nice to see. So they end up this game. Let's see what was their final, uh, their red zone count here. Three of four, three or four. Is that what it was? That's what, well, cause that's going to ca- not count the end of the game when they kneeled. Yeah. Right. Um, ba, ba, ba. while you bring up, while you, while you find that Dallas Goddard, um, uh, what's you, a guy you- got to do to find some, one, it was really nice to see the Eagles screen game again. I miss, I love the screen game. Okay. Like when the screen game's going, I think it's one of the prettiest plays in football. So that was four really for nice. six, Sorry. four for six, so really four for five. Okay. Four for five. So ultimately a good, you know, day for Brian Johnson in the red zone there. Uh, one of the positives is Dallas Goddard. I think somebody in the chat just said it looks all the way back and a big part of the offense again. Um, and yeah, he looked pretty, pretty damn good today. Uh, but that that first possession in the red zone, they they did the QB draw to try and set up the tush push. It appeared right, like they did last week against the Jets. Yeah, and like I'm just kind of, I understand the success rate of the tush push, but I don't like. I don't like, I don't like not having any other ideas. Yeah, like I don't like di- giving up a down just to set yourself up for it. You know what I mean? Like it right. just feels like, I don't know, counterproductive. Like in a weird way, like you're you're almost forfeiting one set of downs to, to get to a fourth and one. It's like, what are we doing here? Right. Why not just get the eight yards or nine yards needed it for a like, touchdown? It was the same plays they've been calling on the red zone for the past four weeks. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah no real Julio Jones in the red zone presence today, huh? Yeah, it seemed like Julio Jones played probably about 10 to 15 snaps. Uh, ended up with one catch for three yards. It's about the impact I was expecting. Yeah, I, mean, I was <laughs> expecting to see maybe a, a red zone player too drawn up for him just because he's tall and can go high point it. But yeah, I'm not, not shocked. Come down and bounce. Yeah, presumably. That's a good point by Jalen Mills, right. of all people. Uh, well, Jalen Mills, who very well could be traded to the Eagles any day. But you think he's on the? I think he's on the list. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the versatility. You could play, you know, a little, a little corner, a little safety. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I don't. I don't mind Jalen Mills. We'll do a we'll do a full uh, trade deadline preview episode on the PHLY Eagles podcast at some point. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Hopefully, we can fit it in before they make the trade because I think they're going to do something. When is they the can't trade be deadline? Out Trail Edmonds uh, too much longer. I believe the trade deadline is actually on Halloween. Okay. So next a uh, uh, next two nine Tuesday. days away. Yes, but but I think if they're going to make a move, they might do it. Do you think this they is a splash type of year? Because when. The reason I say that is Sidney Brown was back tonight, and I'm curious to talk to Zach about him because he obviously can see the full field. We're limited to the TV uh, here. Sidney Brown was what a fourth round pick, third, third. So third even picking their red star player, everybody in the building loves this guy. Yeah, and then they really like and believe in. So I wonder, you know, I've I've seen Kevin Bayard's name out there and some other, you know, 
uh, bigger names. I wonder if this is a splash move or this is just a. I don't think there's any denying that they're going to look for somebody, but yes. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be the big name or not. I think they'll probably be shopping at both price points, um, knowing how he'll be involved in, in everything. I think Nickel is probably yeah. maybe just as likely as safety, depending on how they view Sidney Brown. But yeah, I don't. I mean, if if Reed Blankenship can't stay healthy, yeah, they can't be going into the playoffs with no Sidney Brown, and, and no. even if it's Justin Evans, yeah. yeah, no, not at all. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I didn't realize we were that close to the trade deadline already, but uh, it's the, it's actually a it's a bad job by the NFL. The trade deadline should be later because they don't. It's not early enough because when when you expand the playoff field, yeah, that's and a good so point. fourteen of thirty two teams are gonna make the playoffs. Nobody's really eliminated. Only only a few teams are really really sellers after eight weeks. Yeah, it, should, it probably should be late November. It should be later. Yeah, I agree with that. That's that is weird. I never really even thought about it, but yeah, it does seem kind of absurdly early. Um, Lane Johnson gave up his first sack in this game Guy since, sucks. since 2020. Give me Jack Driscoll. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you think? <laughs> bench him. I can't fair. even say it. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of Jalen Phillips doing the fly eagle? Yeah, bold like, strategy. You're playing on a guy, you know, with uh, one ankle, and he still kind of locked you up a little bit. And then he was sort of, it looked like he was trying to start something at the end of the game, too, during the, the kneel downs. Yeah. Yeah. I think the uh, I think the Dolphins got punched in the teeth tonight, and they didn't like it. Do you think that, um, you think that Jalen Hurts is like, suck it to a? In his head, <laughs> yeah. They benched me for you, or they benched me for you. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean they're not like buddies. I mean, there's always competition. It, like you it's like you said before about the manufacturing sure. uh, motivation. I mean, uh, you compete against your brothers and your best friends almost more intensely than you do a random opponent. So, like, yeah. if if they were that close and that was his... Saban's texting him, you're my number one boy. <laughs> you're my sweet boy from Texas. He's just a, an islander from Hawaii. He doesn't know what he's doing here in Tuscaloosa. Um, yeah, I'm sure. You know, he's... Jalen's a... He's intense, I guess is a word to describe him, in all walks. Yes. So there's no way he doesn't view that as competition. Like, he, he yeah, in his absolutely. head, he definitely walked off the field going... <laughs> Got him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's normal. Uh, DeAndre Swift continues to uh, impress. It's some sort of like Shady McCoy type juke moves in the open field to beat a guy one one and some some nice patience uh, to get those three yard gains you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, we talked about that three yard run earlier. That was a beautiful piece of running. And I think you and Tyler got into a discussion about uh Miles Sanders off of it where he just would have kept bumping to the outside and bumping to the outside and probably lost two yards on the play. Uh, DeAndre, you know, saw it wasn't there, did an immediate cutback, went to the opposite side of the line, ended up making it a, a positive three-yard play. And, you know, it's small things like that that you don't really see in the box scores per se, uh, but that easily was a five-yard difference uh, in a play there. And DeAndre Swift's really good. I don't need Kenny Gainwell as much as they're trying to show us uh, unless that's a preserve DeAndre move. I think it is necessary yes. uh, to not go full Kyle Shanahan sure. and run Christian McCaffrey into the ground. Absolutely. Uh, and want to have Swift healthy for down the season. That said, they're not getting enough out of those Kenny, Kenny Gainwell carries. Um, 
those could be Boston Scott carries, or at least half of them could be at, at, at this point. Yeah. We'll yeah. Um, Rashad Penny, I saw somebody in the chat earlier say, does anybody want to do a wellness check on Rashad Penny? I don't want to say shocked because that's too strong a word, but I'm stunned that he's had absolutely no impact on this Eagles team. He was active for one game, I believe. That's kind of unbelievable. If you think you're only going to get three healthy Rashad Penny games... So, oh, you think you think they're saving him for the Why playoffs? Not? Yeah, maybe. Secret, secret. I mean, weapon. I think there's there's a chance that he's not on the team in a couple of weeks, but which is wild. I you know, know, he didn't go for much right money, now. so I guess that it shouldn't be stunning. But yeah, it was like no guaranteed money. Yeah, it was like six hundred seventy-five thousand or something. Um, but I, I'm kind of stunned that he's basically been a non-factor for the Eagles. Uh, just just weird. I mean, it's a good problem to have. They have a they have a good running back room. They do. That they do. Uh, so uh, a five o'clock game tomorrow for the Phils. You know, there's a there's Woo. a chance that people might be giving up their tickets if they, you know, maybe they were thinking it was going to be an eight o'clock game. You might want to check out that game time Boom. app. See if you can get lucky, because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you, with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Jamie, the Eagles back in the win column, and so were the easy money. Of the Jamie Lynch. Wow. Yeah. 2-0 and oh, uh, on my props. I know you definitely hit the Josh Job. I am so excited that I hit that <laughs> Josh Job under. That DraftKings Sportsbook was kind enough to put a line on Josh Job tackles. That's unbelievable. Under two and a half. That was easy money. We just, uh, we doubled our house tonight. <laughs> you know, we, um, Did you go 2-0 as the well? full mortgage? No. Okay. Uh, I had a two, uh, uh, 300 passing yards for plus 145. Didn't hit that. But the Josh Job, which I think it was like plus 100 or something like that, under two and a half tackles. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, that is a fun bet. I don't, need, I, don't need any, I don't need anything else the rest of the season. Yeah, so I, my two were the, which I think was the easiest bet in the world. Uh, Devante and AJ or Tyreek and AJ to go for 150 plus combined yards. That was over on AJ's touchdown play, and then the other one was uh, Jalen over one and a half passing touchdowns. Bingo, bango, bango! You got yeah. them both on the same play. Yeah, on the same play. That was nice. And for the good of the people, I did not bet them. So those are those are freebies for you because if I bet them, I will instantly mush them, uh, and I will lose money. So I'm just doing this for the people with clarity. There you go. One more game left in the NFL schedule this week. Oof, this the NFL is... season is going strong. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. 
And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHLY. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code PHLY. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 and older age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, let us know in the chat uh, what's on your mind. Somebody uh, was asking, is Jurgens available to come back next week? This is actually something we talked about tonight. At least one more week. Yes. He has to be out. Uh, yes, yeah, Sua was not great tonight, it seemed like. Uh, and Some of those were guys coming from the second level that he wasn't picking up. But there were a couple of the times where, where he was beat. I mean, there's, there's a reason he's not the starting right guard. Yeah. But um, his record win-loss streak carries on. When he and Lane Johnson play <laughs> together, <laughs> the Eagles cannot be beat. Yeah, they cannot. What's your, uh, you know, last week you had the comeback down against against the Jets sure. in an ugly game. How much different do you feel about, like, just the general state of things for the Eagles after well, they were able to answer the This call was tonight. the start of the rough slate of the schedule where I think both of us agreed kind of three and three would be um, – a good fine, yeah. or an acceptable outcome. Uh, and I think in my head at the time, a week ago, the emotional scar of coming off that Jets game, I think in my head, because we didn't go through the six games. We, we both had of, it as a loss last week. Yeah, I, I think I had it as a loss. So from that standpoint, uh, as the week grew on. We also thought Lane wasn't going to play. It's true, and, yeah, sure. Um, I still predicted a loss, so shame that's, on me. But that's a big deal. I mean, when Lane plays and doesn't play, it's it's you know it's night and day with the Eagles. Uh, I, I think I feel a, a little bit better about this six-game stretch right now. Uh, I think this could possibly be a four-and-two stretch. So next week is the Commanders. After that is the Cowboys. Then it's the bye. And then it goes Chiefs, Niners. No, no. Chiefs, Bills, Niners. Cowboys again. Josh Allen, we were talking about earlier. I you know the B Bills are good. Look, they they they're the ones that beat the Dolphins before us, right? If I'm not right. mistaken, um, they're a good team. Josh Allen to me is overrated. Very good quarterback, but slightly overrated. I think that's fair. Um, so the Niners is going to be an emotional dogfight because you know they talked and so you know that's kind of steel on steel. That's going to be a great one. That's a complete coin flip. But I feel really good about taking on the Commanders and the Cowboys now. Um, and I think that's part W's. of why I think the Desai performance tonight is the most encouraging thing because you're going to be seeing some good quarterbacks and, and now trust that they're going to, there's going to be a real game plan uh, that's going to change week to week against those offenses that is going to be tailored to those offenses. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the 49ers is probably offensively the toughest test. Um, maybe, well, the Chiefs and the 49ers, uh, they're both the toughest tests. And then, uh, 
you certainly feel a lot better about, you know, this defensive line when healthy and playing. You saw their impact tonight versus a quarterback that got rid of the ball the quickest in the NFL. And it kind of didn't matter. Um, this this defensive line is, is nasty. And coming into this season, I was a little worried about the Hargrave loss and, you know, Brandon Graham being a year older and can Hassan Reddick repeat what well it appears Hassan Reddick just needs to like it's just really good yeah he just needs to chill those first three games and then it starts coming in waves um but yeah I think I I feel a little bit better about this six game stretch I think four and two is completely on the table now um with this win so yeah I'm feeling pretty good about this Eagles team you still need to see Jalen eliminate some of these turnovers because you know, even though you're getting wins, something is still a little bit off. Something is there. I mean, he's already had eight interceptions on the year. Now his career high was nine, so he's gonna smash Six his last year. Yeah, he's gonna smash his interceptions the yeah. and then the fumbles too. Um, so you know, you want to get that cleaned up. Obviously, that goes without saying. But um, feeling feeling pretty damn good. A lot better than I was a week ago. That's for sure. Uh, the Kelly Green of it all beautiful i think to me the best thing was those those uh hoodies they had on the sideline those are the nice coats that the coaches had yeah those were those are fantastic I, I texted my wife who's also homeless living under 95 with me and the girls <laughs> um and i said my birthday is coming up in uh in a couple weeks uh wink, wink nudge, nudge. Hoodie is if, nice. if, you, if you find that hoodie out there uh you know look it up yeah okay. those, they, they were pretty when's sweet. your birthday uh november 4th Nice. Yeah. So we'll see if I uh, get gifted the hoodie this year, but th that's a nice item. We're going to follow up on that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, I, uh, I could do some damage in Kelly Green purchases. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just want that to be the full time. I don't dislike the Midnight Green at all. At all. I just, I just love that eagle and that lettering and those silver pants. I, yeah, I mean, I like the logo a lot more. And to me, the biggest difference is the lettering. That, like the font and the lettering, That's yeah. I would like that to be full-time. Yeah, I, I just think it's 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 better. I, I don't, I, you know, I feel like uh, you get painted into uh, one side or the other, and I don't hate Midnight Green. It's fine. But Kelly Green's just better. Come on, Jeffrey, do it. Nolan Smith with his first impact play of his rookie season. With a real badass look, too. The turtleneck with the no long yeah. sleeves. I like that look. Yeah, I've, I've sort of made the case that um, I feel like he's not good enough to not wear gloves yet. Um, <laughs> like, you're not Reggie White, but nice to see. Maybe it was like he was waiting until his first sack to finally put on gloves. Oh, yeah. That's probably what it he was. He had to earn the gloves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had to earn his wings. Uh, yeah, that was nice to see. He didn't get blocked on the play, so that's, yeah. that's about as easy as a play as you can get. Um, but you, you almost forget about him on the Eagles team because they're kind of so deep at the line, and you haven't seen him a ton this year. You and Zach have probably talked about it. What's his like at, at weekly percentage, roughly 18%, 20%? Yes, very Yeah, low. very He's minimal. about 10 snaps a game. So you hope, you know, because you don't really expect anything from him this year, it's just one of those pieces for the future where he can learn and get better and kind of get in the system and then maybe next year come out firing on all cylinders and, and really be a pleasant surprise for you. But, yeah, it was nice to see. Um, here's something that I don't think anybody cares about. 
it seemed to me that Grant Calcaterra was playing more in 12 personnel Ooh. than Jack Stoll tonight. We saw, saw a lot of Grant Calcaterra in the huddle. Never saw a ball thrown his way, but just now you know. <laughs> that that's what I saw as I Grant go through my Calcaterra notes. watch begins. Game. Yeah, um, it seemed like they were they were uh, like uh, Dallas Goddard was not playing the full 100% of the snaps that he normally does. You know, he he left that game against the Jets banged up at the end. You wonder if there was some maintenance going on there. Yeah, I'm curious to get the uh, the injury roundup from Zach here because you know I think we all noticed it, Jalen. Uh, I know there was debate as to whether he would or not he was wearing the brace. Uh, I, him and AJ both came up gimpy at one point. Um, Dallas too, maybe who knows? Seems like uh, health is, you know, Nick Sirianni's first two years they got the benefit of health all year long, and it sounds it seems like this year is going to be the the year where everybody's just kind of beat up constantly. So that's not great, but the fact you're six and one through all these injuries, and tonight was the seventh different secondary the Eagles have trotted out there. It's pretty damn encouraging. Mm. The uh, the Sirianni decision, which I know you thought was like the the story of the game. Yeah, I thought I, that was it. I'm trying to find the actual um, math on it. I can't right now, but it said on the broadcast it was like a 79% chance to win if they punt, 82% chance to win if they go. Uh, we have come a long way in like the, the fourth down discourse when the stadium is like bullying Nick Sirianni to go for it from yeah. his own 28 or whatever it was. Um, do you think that's just the tush push? You think people are like horny for the brotherly shove or is it uh, they understand that this is the right decision to make in the flow of the game? Um, I think, I think people knew with time remaining, that if they got that, there was a really good chance they won the game. Uh, so I think that, the, you know, the fans are, are pretty intelligent in this town, and I think they understood what was on the line. If you punt, you know, you're only up seven, and you're sitting back, and you have to deal with Tyreek Hill. And we've all seen that storyline before. So, you know, it's you obviously believe in the tush push, but I think Sirianni went, hold on, give me like 15 more seconds to think about this. You know what he should have done, though? He should have challenged the spot. He probably should have been because AJ rolled on the helmet. But even if you're not going to, if he was going to waste a timeout. Sure. You're right. Yeah. Might as well challenge the spot. You're going to get the timeout anyway. Yeah. And maybe somebody will ask him about that after the game. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I think he just went, all right, right, give me 15 more seconds to think about this. And then kind of realized like, holy shit. I was from the 26. Yeah. I can end the game if I pick this up. 10 minutes left. And we get, you know, another first down or two. Like, then we're going to give him the ball back with maybe two minutes left. And instead, it, it resulted in a beautiful drive and a score and back-to-back tush pushes. Um, and the NFL, you know, wilts and cries up in the league offices that the tush push continues to be a now, thing. Now, some of those were, were legitimate pushes. Yeah. We, we, I complain sometimes sure. because every quarterback sneak is described as the push. That one was a true shove. Yeah. A.J. Brown was back there. And John Scott. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw that the, the Eagles filed a... Uh, uh, like a copyright thing for brotherly shove. I'm team tush push. I just, they didn't come up with brotherly shove. Yeah. They're stealing that. That's They're stealing point. that from the little guy. Yeah. Who's, who, who I don't remember who came up with it. History's not going to remember. No. But the Eagles didn't come up with it. They can't just come swooping in, no pun intended. What are they going to do? They're the that? big corporation and they are the one who, have, who has to play. That's not fair. No. What are they going to do with that? I guess sell merchandise. Yeah, sell merch. That's messed up. I hope it goes to charity. And the merch will never arrive, and it'll be misprinted. <laughs> Thanks, Michael Rubin. 
Um, don't don't take away copyright stuff from the little guy. Yeah, that's that's kind of lame. Come on, that's kind of lame. Yeah, don't bully I, him out. <laughs> you got enough. You don't make enough money. I was just gonna say, how much more money do you need? You guys share like two hundred fifty million a year just in revenue sharing. My goodness, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that's that's but not cool. The place you could buy merchandise would be Foco. Because Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season, overall hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, tush pushes, everything you need for a game. Foco has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. Foco always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. So according to Big Mike D in the in the chat, my man, he says Sirianni said something along the lines of, I'm not going to get into what Jalen is dealing with. So he is dealing with something. I thought on that one scramble out of bounds, it looked like a hammy. Yeah, I mean, he's... But then he came back the next play and had an incredible, uh, you know, play and a touchdown pass and didn't look like he was hurt at all. So... He had a few more other runs. I mean, he, he got shot up with something at halftime, I'm this, assuming. But. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, keep the main thing the main thing here, and let's focus on the, the W. You're never, that you're never, lamp is never full over there. Yeah, you're never going to get, the. I don't think, the true story because he probably views that as a competitive disadvantage to let people know. And, you know, this dude is just a uh, – he's a robot. He's a cliche, touchdown-throwing, uh, tush-pushing robot. Mm. So – yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get some, the, the real story, but I think he's definitely dealing with something. And how about the stat line tonight? Tied or beat Randall Cunningham, Tyler? I forget. I think the rushing tied. On rushing touchdowns. Right. Tied Randall Cunningham for most Eagles. Um, I can't see that with the lights. <laughs> uh, rushing touchdowns in franchise history in basically three years. Just shows you how how different the game is. Yes. You know, Randall was the ultimate scrambling quarterback and got in the end zone in a fraction of time. 32 rushing touchdowns. So he ties them. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty remarkable how much the game has changed since Randall. In many that. ways, but the quarterback now being like a legit, you know, rushing threat touchdown machine is is a big one. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Someone who might have some perspective on that and uh, maybe even more perspective on what he heard from the locker room after the Eagles' victorious win is our man, the Stone Cold Newsman himself, Zach Berman, who is uh, just getting set up. So we'll talk to him in a second. Not quite yet. Uh, before we get to him, I see that uh, Jalen Carter, who had that, uh, had that flop earlier, said uh, in the locker room he was thinking of LeBron in that moment. He was <laughs> trying to channel LeBron. That's great. Uh, yeah, he definitely started that. He was jacking up whoever it was right in the face mask <laughs> right before the whistle. Uh, it's a shame he didn't get away with it because they, you know, cut, cut both of them. Um, but it was a good attempt. Someone who saw LeBron play in high school against his brother. That's right. Zach Berman himself. Zach, how are you? I'm doing well. Happy to see you guys. Although I'm, I miss Jalen Hurts to come up here. So, so I was conflicted. But I was looking at the time, and uh, I had to get up here. So I don't have what Jalen said, but I do have some updates, Jalen-related, Eagles defense-related, a scene from the locker room. 
uh, Dreams and Nightmares were uh, playing when I walked in. So it, there was like 2017 vibes. And there was it was a much louder locker room than it was one week ago at the Meadowlands. Great job on your backdrop. We can see that you've got the field behind you, presumably the, the old school logo. Do you want to start by telling us what happened in that LeBron high school game? LeBron was outstanding in that game. I mean, he scored 38 points. Uh, he was a junior that year. He hit a, uh, a buzzer-beating three before halftime, literally five feet in front of me. Uh, so, yeah, I can tell you that, but I can tell you a lot more about what the Eagles defense did tonight. Well, we, I was sort of making the case that I, I think that uh, the, the performance from Sean Desai tonight is like the biggest piece of optimism for the Eagles in, in a macro sense heading into this very difficult stretch because this was a, a good offense, a good quarterback, and he had a different plan. Um, what, what impressed you from getting to watch the full picture in the stadium about what they did on defense? Yeah, you, you hit it on the, on the head there because that to me was the big story from this game was the way the defense played. Miami, which was number one in virtually every offensive category going into the game, only scored one offensive touchdown. Uh, and what's, what stood out to me was, frankly, the, the way that they were able to keep they – were, they, were, they, were, they were able to limit the big plays, all right? They, for the most part, kept Miami in front of them. You know, uh, after the game, Nick Sirianni said they made them one-dimensional. You, you really saw them just stop the running game in particular, which is part of what Miami does well, and they had to take some, some, some variations off it. But really what, what jumped out to me was the term that I heard in the locker room and the term that I heard throughout the week, which was physicality. Uh, that they were I, – I think they watched that Bills game closely. A matter of fact, I know they watched the Bills game closely. They they saw kind of what, what Buffalo did. Uh, one thing that, you know, someone said to me in the locker room, Sidney Brown said, was like they were playing spots on the field. They they know that Tua throws at the spots. So they they, they had to, to kind of clog those spots that he wanted to throw it to. And, and that's where he saw the zone come in. Uh, so they – those are some of the things that stood out to me to the naked eye, but I was, I was just, I was so impressed with that defense overall. They wanted the line of scrimmage. Uh, this is a secondary, as you've documented, Bo, seven different starting lineup in seven games. I spoke to Josiah Scott afterwards. He said they really didn't have communication lapses. Now, Darius Slay said afterwards that in, in the two minute, they can work on their communication better. But I, I, I just think overall they were, that unit, Sean Desai in particular, uh, deserves – what's the expression? Deserves the flowers? Deserves the flowers tonight. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. Uh, I think a big reason tonight for that, Zach, uh, was the defensive line. And I don't want to give too much credit to just a Jalen Carter return. Uh, Hassan Reddick was great, especially against the run. So was Josh Sweat. But it does seem to me like it's kind of night and day. You talked about the physicality there. Uh, it seems to me night and day when he – it's only a small sample size. It's one game. But it, it seemed like night and day with Jalen Carter in and that defensive line uh, compared to out of it. Well, when you look at the fact that the only game they lost was when he wasn't on the field, it, 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 certainly, it certainly lends credence to your point. I, I thought tonight Jalen Carter played well, but I, I thought like Jordan Davis had a really good game in the middle for them. Um, those edge rushers, I thought Josh Sweat was – 
know, as, as good a player as there was on the field tonight. Uh, you saw the presence Hassan Reddick had. So, yeah, Jalen Carter's presence is is enormous. I'm I'm not I'm not disputing that, but I I think that was the whole front five, if you will, tonight, uh, because they all played a part in it. But certainly, when Jalen Carter's not there, like he wasn't last week with the Jets, it's 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 a massive hole. He's he's one of the best players on the team. He's frankly one of the best defensive linemen in, in the league this year. So when he's not playing, yeah, it's it's hard to compensate for that. All right, Zach, tell us who you, who you talked to, what what you heard in the locker room, what insight did you get? Yeah, Fletcher Cox said, you know, they took it personal. They 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 took all the talk personal. Um, that uh, this was this was something that that the defense really showed tonight, and the physicality that that's the word I kept hearing. Uh, you know, I, I I told you what what Sidney Brown said, and 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 they watched what the Bills were able to do. Uh, Darius Slay said, you know, that's that's why they call him Big Play Slay, right? Uh, that that interception there was was a game. I don't want to say game changing, but it certainly tilted you know the odds back in the Eagles' favor. Uh, Nick Sirianni. I wanted to go to Nick Sirianni tonight because Nick Sirianni was especially animated coming in to the locker room. And he was animated at the uh, at, at the podium as well. First thing is the jail is there were a lot of questions about Jalen Hurts, his injury. He said he doesn't talk about injuries, uh, but clearly Jalen was dealing with something. I know that there was um, speculation that Marcus Mariota was uh, warming up before halftime. Sirianni said he didn't tell Mariota to warm up like it. Uh, Jalen might have just been late coming out because of an IV or something of that nature, but there was there was never any doubt that Jalen was going to play in the second half of the game. Uh, but Jalen was dealing with something, and, and Nick kind of lauded his toughness. Mike Garofolo had Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network has a video of Jalen running off the field, and uh, he was he was running slowly. He was clearly dealing with something there. So we will have more as the week progresses, and I'll. Find out what what Jalen said tonight as as well. Uh, Nick obviously talked up his his defense, mentioning how they made Miami one dimensional. Uh, talked about some of the crackback things that Miami likes to do that they kind of had that they kind of took out. Um, he he raved about the uh, he's he's still getting questions about are we calling it brotherly shove, not tush push, or let's the quarterback sneak. And certainly on that drive when they went up uh, two scores and he kept the offense on the field for that fourth down with the timeout, he said he was waiting to see the spot. But he said psychologically what that play does is it makes it first and nine. Every time it's first and nine because you know you can get fourth and one. And he looked at the camera and he said they shouldn't change it because other teams don't do it as well as Eagles do. Uh, and so he he, he kind of made his – he was he was feeling himself there, if 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 you will, um, said AJ Brown this week uh, in practice. He went up to Jeffrey Lurie. Nick Sirianni went up to Jeffrey Lurie and said, "Thank you so much for paying AJ Brown one hundred million dollars." Um, he said, "No one is prettier catching the ball than AJ Brown." Uh, so the, and then and then Darius Slay. He said, "We all know the kind of player that Slay is, but he talked about the leader that Slay is." He said, "Slay brought." Zach McPherson to the Phillies game this week because Zach McPherson's on IR and he felt that kind of Zach McPherson needed to be pepped up. So kind of 
Nick was happy to share that detail. He said, that's not something you guys would have known if I didn't tell you. So uh, Nick was kind of feeling, and, and he, I, I, he was excited, and, and, and rightfully so. That was a, uh, a huge win for the Eagles. Zach McPherson seems to find himself in the middle of a lot of those random uh, stories that Ben Sirianni likes to tell. Yeah, that's that's, that's not a that's question. True. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, the famous the famous one uh, of uh, his car breaking down and Sirianni hanging with them. Although Howie told that into story the, more into than the, into the winter wilderness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the fourth down one that you're talking about, Zach. Did he did he give any more color on that as to why he he wasn't just ready to go for that right away? Depend not depending on the spot. I think he thought it was it was longer than it was. He wasn't happy burning a timeout in that situation, but he said once he saw kind of the what the marker was, what what the spot was, it was it was easy call for him. But I think initially he thought it was a longer uh, one than it was. Going to call timeout, he should have challenged the spot, and then he would have accomplished two things at once. I agree with you there. That's <laughs> you could put that in your game management guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zach, last one for me. Uh, We couldn't really see a lot of Sidney Brown tonight because, you know, the television uh, didn't give us that benefit of watching him. What did you notice from him out there? How did he how did he seem? Uh, We didn't hear his name called a lot. So I I think that's a a pretty good grade overall. What did you see at the stadium? He seemed fast. Um, That's 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 something that stood out to me now. He didn't have these these standout plays, and they did have a bit of rotation there in the first half. But I thought he was he was in he, he overran some things, but I, I thought he was active out there for a first start. Uh, I was well, I don't want to say I was impressed. It, 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 it would be hyperbole to say that. But look, I mean, the Dolphins really only had one big play all game, right? And they only scored one touchdown on offense. And Sidney Brown was out there for most of the game as the deep safety. Sidney Brown did say, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I spoke to Sidney after, 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 after this one. And he liked being deep. He, he liked kind of having the vantage point of the field that he did. Uh, that's, that's something that he mentioned. He was very, uh, you know, he thought there was more he, he, he could have done out there in terms of, uh, you know, playing physical. But he was encouraged by the performance. And I think, I imagine when the Eagles go back and watch this tape, they'll be encouraged by the performance as well. Zach, I think um, I have to ask this for the sickos who, who are here tonight. Uh, they're, they're commenting on they can see the, the much ballyhooed panels behind you uh, that, that we have talked about that are on the glass behind you. Um, we can sort of see the reflection that it, it looks like you've got the phone propped up against the laptop there. Is that the setup there? Because you've done a wonderful job. And it's a nice static shot. I want to know how long it took you to set that bad boy up. No, my phone. My phone's right here in my pocket. Um, so, the, no, that's oh, my laptop, laptop in front of me. Okay. Yeah, that's the laptop. And, no, I, I've, uh, I mean, the good thing about being in Philly for a home game is I know the stadium fairly well. So, I know what box I can go into where there are levels and – so this, so I have the laptop on like a level above, so I can have the field behind me, and I can stand straight, and I can tilt the camera down, and uh, yeah, it's a static shot. It's easier than some of these road venues where I don't quite have the lay of the land. And uh, you know, this year, Los Angeles, that was my first time there. I was trying to figure that out. 
Um, so no, I, I know exactly where to go to get the shot we need for home games. So what I can promise you is that in two weeks when we're talking after the Eagles Cowboys game and, uh, the rest of the way for these home games this year, they have San Francisco at home. They have, uh, you know, they, they have, uh, I mentioned, I mentioned Dallas. They've seen, well, see, well, Seattle's on the road. Um, yeah, they have some big home games this year, and I will have the sh- this shot uh, ready to go. Nice. Zach, last one for me. Uh, I asked Bo this earlier. The trade deadline is now nine days away or so. You know, a lot of uh, rumors out there about Bayard and Simmons and uh, Chin before his injury. Uh, do you expect this to be – strictly a safety trade deadline and as a second part of that do you expect anything big or do you think this is more middle of the pack to not that exciting of a move well i've heard the same thing not not about specific names but i have heard that and this is fairly obvious like i i don't need the this isn't breaking news but i've heard they're aggressive trying to look for safety help right now and so we all know those those names that are on some of these teams that are struggling. Whether it's Justin Simmons, uh, you know some of these other guys you, that, that 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 you mentioned. I don't know if Tennessee is ready to kind of throw it in yet with Bayard, but, but obviously that's that's a a name that's been linked to. I, I see Big Mike McDee says Buddha uh, Buddha Baker is back today um, off of IR. So yeah, I, I do think the Eagles are going to be aggressive there, whether. It's a blockbuster, I suppose. It depends on your evaluation of the player. But I, I think they, they recognize that's a spot where they can use help. I think there are teams that are struggling that have safeties. I think the Eagles, well, I shouldn't say I think. The Eagles do have draft inventory to trade. The question is what type of pick they're willing to give, what the price is for a safety. Um, I think they can take on money if you're talking about someone like Justin Simmons. But the question is uh, – what's what's the pick compensation so i am expecting the eagles to make a move now i i think the splash would be buda baker and whether the cardinals are moving buda baker what that price would be i can't tell you that but i i do expect the eagles to be aggressive uh trying to acquire safety it's not just this week there's there's two weeks until the deadline here but i mean i i, I think they'll be on the phone this week for sure all right, second for our uh, sickest of the sickos who are going to be refreshing all PHLY over the next couple hours. What what can they be looking forward to? Yeah, so I I uh, I'm looking forward to writing this piece. I'm I'm kind of weighing whether the the key in on the defense or kind of go like big picture in terms of statement win. But I'll have some scene from the locker room. Like I told you, the dreams and nightmare. Um, I'm sure the sickos have seen clips of. Sirianni walking into the uh, locker room. I, I wasn't down there in time where I was, I was kind of shelled off at that point, but uh, yeah, I obviously seen, uh, seen those clips and I saw, uh, I was, I saw the excitement in the, in the locker room and you can kind of juxtapose it to a week ago. So I, I will have um, some scenes, some insight, and uh, there's a lot more coming this week. So make sure you check that out on allphly.com. And, and you and I will be back at 4 o'clock tomorrow. We look forward to it. He is the stone-cold newsman, the man who knows the boxes that he can enter. Zach Berman, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Zach. All right.
Good stuff from Zach. The advantages Fired of up. being at home. You know, you get beautiful backdrops like that. That's right. <laughs> I liked when he was uh, when he was gesticulating and he put his arms out. He sort of looked like the eagle in the in the reflection, yeah. like like eagle wings. Yeah, he was making his own logo. It was pretty good. All right, I think we can wrap this bad boy up, Jamie. Yeah, great week. Um, you know, the Jalen. I think he's a little more hurt than um, no doubt. Now they it, want people to know about. He says it sounds like uh, because Zach was not in there. It, it looks like he said I'll be fine, uh-huh. but he said it's not something he injured during the game, which sure. means that it's obviously something Ongoing. he came in with. Obviously, it changed enough that he had to put on a brace at halftime, so um, it's not nothing. And I think it l- lends credence to we've been talking all season about he looks a little bit different. Sure. Um, as a runner, it's it's nice to you know have it be confirmed that we're not seeing things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but overall, great week. You know, Sean Desai stock way up. Uh, the secondary um, stock up after that performance. Defensive line is great. Lane Johnson's a difference maker. You know, a, a great week overall. And A.J. Brown, I still don't understand why the Tennessee Titans traded him away. That's just not smart. It would be really tough to be a Titans fan. Yeah, and, like, and watch five this, games yeah. in a row of 125-plus yards. Five in a row. And, like, easily. Yeah. You know, it doesn't it doesn't come that difficult to him. Is, is, I'm just thinking out loud here. I mean, is he going to be... The greatest Eagles receiver of the modern era? I don't think anybody would really even be close. I mean, T.O., but that was such a short sample. Yeah, I mean, he's he is very much on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Yeah, yeah he's, he's going to be the greatest modern Eagle wide receiver we've ever seen. And Howie Roseman and the front office staff, they, you know, like, they get all the credit in the world for that. Traylon Burks is what the Titans decided on. Yes. And it tra- Traylon Burks' best million, yeah. potential outcome was probably being a lesser version of A.J. Brown. Of course. But they thought that their team was built around the running game and they didn't need to pay him a lot of money. And, Are they watching the modern yeah, NFL? I, think, uh, I mean, clearly not. Well, the GM got fired, so he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. But, yeah, great week overall. A.J. Brown's the man. All right. The Eagles are 6-1, and one, one of uh, two 6-1 and one teams with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Niners can join them with a win against the Vikings tomorrow night. Good stuff for the Eagles. They win this game 31-17, a very impressive performance from the defense. The offense did enough. They dominate the line of scrimmage. Nick Sirianni pushes his chips in on fourth and short. All good stuff. So we will have plenty to talk about this week on the PHLY Eagles podcast. Zach and I back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. You can catch Jamie and Renee covering the Phillies game tomorrow. Maybe we'll have uh, yeah, a Yeah, you guys might be here for week. an inning or two. By the time your yeah, show wraps true. up, now that the Phillies are the 5 o'clock start. Yeah. Very, very fortunate there. Exciting stuff. Happy for you. Yes. So, happy for our listeners and the sickos as well. We will talk to you tomorrow. For Zach and Tyler and Jamie, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you later. And as always, we love you. We all city like the mayor. 